This episode of Two Black Nerds was recorded a while back at the end of last year. It's a return to our traditional format where Hi and I riff back and forth about our year, the books that we liked, that we listened to, what we accomplished, what we didn't. And we also talk about um, how last year ended, how we reacted to it. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to bringing many more episodes like this. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Two Black Nerds. My name is Romeo Kuihangana, and on the other mic, we have... Ihaya Kachuku. Welcome back, y'all. So, Romeo, what's good? What's happening? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. Uh, you know, I'm now in break. I just finished my full-time semester in grad school. I only have one class left, so next, uh, next spring is when I graduate again, so I'll be wearing a robe. And like the orange tassel and whatnot, so that's that. gonna be an interesting that. event. How about you, man? How's how's it going? It's going all right. You know, um, it's wrapping up the final things at work. Right now, we're in a code freeze for the vacation because you don't nice. want to deploy something broken. Yeah, exactly. I've never had it before. I was like, "What's a code freeze?" And <laughs> they're just like, "Yeah, up until January, don't push code to production." So that's pretty nice, um, unless it's a bit like critical, right? But. Yeah. It's been pretty chill, like still like uh, wrapping things up, uh, been getting ready for my vacation to Greece um, this coming Friday. Oh, and that's it's legit. been a good time. Yeah, going to be spending Christmas in Athens and visiting Santorini. So it's going to be a good time. What happened in Santorini, if you don't mind me asking? Or is it just like a pretty beach kind of thing? It's just like a pretty beach. Like, we got this, like, cave house Airbnb that we're staying in Legit. right beside, like, the Mediterranean or whatever. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm going to have to send pics. You know, you know, I'm going to be posting them up, but yeah, man, just make, make, make us jealous. Make us jealous. Yeah, you know, flex a little bit. I've never been to <laughs> Europe, so this is like my first European country I've uh, been to. Oh, okay. Dude, just enjoy it, man. Particularly the food, right? Oh, the food, and I'm going Definitely. to be all up in like these uh, museums and architecture and everything. Yo. I'm getting cultured. For sure, man. For sure. I mean, for me, like I always, I usually my priorities when I travel is usually food, then people, then culture. So if I know someone in that country, yeah. I'm definitely going to go trying to meet up with them. And other after that, that's when I consider going to like all the different sites and historical uh, places that are listed on wikipedia and whatnot yeah that's good man i mean like that beats my plan which is going to be just stay in day in ohio and kind of like i don't know slum it catch up on some netflix shows i did watch luke cage this past yo this past, i think this past weekend i just watched it and i was like was it on point it was on point so i think i had spoken with a friend of mine and she told me like, oh, she didn't hear good things about it. And you remember how when it came out, Ooh. there were there were a bunch of people online that were like, kind of like, oh, Luke Cage is not such a great show. You know how like online seemed to be 50-50 about it and whatnot? I am not my online. Maybe I'm in an echo chamber. <laughs> like mine was like maybe 90-10%. <laughs> I bet. No, for me, I saw like I read some places that were like, oh, Luke Cage is not 
there were I don't know if it's necessarily like negative reviews, but they weren't very positive. It's like they were very mad about it. Yeah. And I, feel it. I will say though, the the show is good. It's definitely good. And I, I really appre- I like it. I like yeah. it. It was good. I can't wait for season two. Yeah, when are they gonna put that out? I don't know, man, but it took down the servers like the first weekend it was released, so <laughs> You nice. know, yeah, and Netflix has very highly available systems, so that's kind of an accomplishment. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, I I really like like how they're always. I f- I feel like I've learned a lot about African American history just from the amount of authors and uh, historical people they mention every on almost every single episode. Yeah. So I really like that about the show. Uh, I mean, I will say though, near the end the characters were getting too complex and I couldn't follow. Yeah, and I feel I, that. I think it probably was my bad because I, I essentially kind of like watched it in all one night. So that was my fault. But Ain't near no the end, that. things were getting a little bit, uh, the characters were getting too complex. Yeah, too complex. I'm like, uh, then, but good show. Definitely would watch uh, the next season when it comes out 100%. That's the sub. What's up? What have I watched recently? I went to watch this uh, movie based on um, this writing by um, who was it? Dang, he was a writer. Um, it was called "I Am Not Your Negro." Um, mm. Yeah, Hunter actually got tickets for um, a college friend of ours. It was based yeah. on this. It was based on this unfinished novel by James Baldwin called Remember This House. And it tells okay. a story about race in America from the perspective of three civil rights leaders that were assassinated. Medgar oh, Evers, okay. um, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King. So is and it like a fictional no, account to a certain degree or just like autobiography? It was a biography of sorts that kind of documentary. got Documentary. Documentary. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. But, like, um, J- Baldwin died before he could even finish, like, the book. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's why. I, but it was really good. Like, it was very uh, powerful, to say the least. And I really enjoyed watching it. That's legit. Yes, sir. That's legit. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've watched anything um, recently that's, uh, that's that activist or that is historical. Um, recently at all, actually, I kind of got drowned yeah. in the coursework, so I might yeah. I might take advantage of this break to to do that. It's all good, man. I mean, I highly recommend it. It can be emotionally mm-hmm. draining at times, but still, it's uh, good to get like know the history, um, and I guess just get more exposure to the um, history. Yeah. So, so now that was a good little catch up, but I'm wondering, like. Last year, at the end of 2015, uh-huh. yeah, 2015, I can't even keep track of time anymore. Wow. <laughs> um, we did kind of a reflection episode, and yeah. I was wondering if you wanted to do, like, we're probably going to try and do the same this episode, because really, we talked about in the beginning, like, maybe our goals for the next year, and I think it'd be good to chat about, did we meet them, and, like, how was it, like, how was this past year in general outside of, like, you know, the crappy elections in the United States, <laughs> yeah. so... Yeah, that I mean that was um I saw I mean I guess what I what I can say is just like I don't think do I even remember so 
at around like mid year, I think I lost track of what my goals were. Either that or I drastically reduced them to two that I was focusing on. Yeah. And as far as like election is concerned, one of the things that it forced me to realize is just that I probably need to diversify my news sources because yeah. I had thoroughly predicted. I was like, and confident in all my predictions. I was like, okay, listen, Donald Trump's not going to win. But it just turns out that perhaps I didn't have, um, I wasn't looking at all the right places, right? I wasn't getting like a cohesive enough um, viewpoints from all the spectrum to actually see what the climate was. I was just kind of like the echo chamber that we talked about at some point on Facebook yeah. and whatnot. So that was like the lesson, the biggest lesson I took out of that. It was just like, just ex broaden the amount of uh, news sources that you read so that you can get a better picture of what's actually happening and that kind of stay wrapped in uh, your bubble per se. I feel it. Do you remember when people used to say, like, the Notre Dame bubble, and I was like, what are they talking yeah. about? This is the first time that I understand, like, oh, yeah, the bubble does exist. Yeah, the bubble's real, man. Yeah, I stopped you when you were saying something. To be honest, you are saying? Oh, to be honest, I kind of, like, you know, I kind of had greater faith in humanity that he wouldn't win the election. But then, like, what I realized from this election that was primarily different from the election back in 2012 is I don't know if it's maybe social media has became more prominent and all that, but people from my hometown, cause a lot of people talk about, um, I know after the election, a lot of people talked about the role American that Hillary Clinton, um, ignored while campaigning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you know me, I'm from South Carolina, but it's mm -hmm. interesting seeing how more vocal people from my hometown were in their support of Donald Trump and him like as a elector, like an election candidate and just how prominent it was in relation to the election in 2012 they weren't really as vocal back then so just interesting just seeing that it should have been a warning sign but hey you know I things mean, happen yeah i've 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 read enough think pieces or a lot of think pieces to the point that Hot i just takes. i kind of i kind of i kind of stopped thinking about it but i mean the only reason i'm reminded about it today is because we're recording this mm -hmm. on What's today? The nineteenth? Yeah, yeah. electoral oh, college vote today. So it's like kind of official now. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I'm like thinking about it again. Yeah. No, I. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. T to me, it's just it. It seems like it wasn't necessarily like a, a loss of faith in humanity. Uh, there's a couple pieces that mentioned that perhaps um, the the amount of how emotionally charged the election was kind of drove people to the safest option not necessarily the more logical one yeah or uh what seemed safest to them at the time yep and so i don't know it's just it just brought back my it kind of deepened my interest into psychology the psychology of persuasion or psycho and people's psychology in general yeah for like sure what exactly happens um in situations like these and i'm just still trying to decipher it personally i feel so that when i, I when i get the time that. i'll dive deeper into it but Eh, haven't had the time to yet. Yeah, I feel it. Um, so, back to goals and what happened over the last year. Um, I do remember with me, it's funny, I don't know if y'all really realized, um, I kind of dropped uh, hints before, 
um, moving to New York City. Kai said, like, you know, 2017 or 2016 was going to be a year of huge change for me. And, you know, moving to New York City has kind of been uh, a blessing and a curse. And what? I'm actually love. I mean, I, I love living here. Don't get me wrong. But, dude, mm-hmm. like, just it was a rough adjustment, like, moving Porque. here. Well, having to deal with, like, situations like, um, like, uh, like, just, like, crappy like a bug situation and then i had to find an apartment i had to look at like <laughs> nine or ten different apartments and yeah. people over here acting like signing an apartment is like you're buying a freaking house and i just didn't really like you know this is a struggle it was rough it started off rough but overall i think in the end it's uh smoothed out everything's good but um really i'm loving it but i'm like I think here I'm also way more reserved than antisocial just because it takes way more effort to actually like meet with people outside of like the city. So if I'm not meeting up with you outside work, like it's going to take, it's hard to convince people like, Hey, let's hang out, you know, cause everybody's Is it like, uh, because there's a lot of options, not necessarily options, but just everybody mm. lives in their borough. Right. Like I live in Bushwick. And the people I hang out with tend to live in Bushwick as well. But, um, and people just tend to do that with every one of their friends. I mean, some people do make the journey, but I mean, you know. So is it like, so the borough's about like an hour away? What's the furthest borough from you? The Bronx, but that's the furthest borough from like everybody. (laughs) How long would it take you to get to the Bronx? Probably like a good two hours. Oh, that, yeah, that's, uh, that's a trek. I, I don't think I, I mean, I, I live deep in, but like, not that many people live in the Bronx. Like, the most of the people I know that live in the Bronx were like mm-hmm. born and raised in the Bronx. But, um, but a lot of my friends live in like Brooklyn. They just live in like other parts. And I just have to find a train, take the train and like transfer and then walk. And like, it's so transportation. Like, oh, transportation's on point, man. I don't have to drive. It's just like effort, right? I'm lazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I see. It's, it's, it's less effort to, uh, I think it's less effort to drive somewhere. Okay, a lot of the times I can convince myself to like roll out of bed and like, uh, not even drive, but even take an Uber somewhere. But here, like that adds up over time. So I'm not really about that life no more. Yeah. Plus I, I feel like the traffic yeah. in New York is just, I don't know. I, I took an Uber yeah. from the airport to visit you and I just didn't like it. Yeah. But you also came during rush hour. So that also was not that, a good time. I, I, that's my experience of New York. I, that's that's I, I mean, even left a lasting though, impression. It definitely left a lasting impression. I feel uh, that. I feel that. I think, as far as me, if I remember correctly, I think one of my goals was, um, Frank. I, we probably should have listened to the episode where we set our goals before, but for me, if I remember correctly, one of my goals was to try to walk to work through. Uh, a pro like a book that had problem sets and whatnot, and I yeah. I I definitely didn't do that. Um, I definitely didn't do that. That that's turned out to be quite an undertaking. I think I started it, and after about three sessions, um, I actually stopped mainly because I was trying to do it in the morning. So I was work so- I was waking up around six, trying to do it between six uh, thirty and seven thirty before I went to work. And I, that really didn't work out as well as I hoped. So that goal, I kind of, I kind of gave up on that. Yeah. Um, but the the other goals that I 
that I typically I kind of kept up. I think I started with six goals, and at around June I toned it down to just two. And mm-hmm. it was just like focus on getting good, good grades in class when I when I once I go to university for full time and yeah. fitness. And so once I, once I toned it down to two, everything kind of became more manageable, like mentally for some reason. Yeah. Um, and so as far as those two, my grades are still coming in, so I don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna turn out. Got one back and I'm really proud of how well I did on the exam on the on that final so I'm really happy about that yeah and fitness wise it's it's actually pretty good so um still on Bruh, track I was so lazy this year <laughs> uh. dude oh yeah I picked do, you know how much I, I used to say that I hate running you love running no I don't love running but I've actually managed uh I think was it for like a good two months before it started getting really cold outside I was running at least four times a week uh two two and a half miles each time yeah if it so, got warmer here i'd start running again just because i think my lungs are actually back up to strength like i used to run when i lived in austin i'd wake up at about either like 6 a.m 6 30 a.m mm-hmm. and then just run for an hour just like four miles at yeah. like a leisurely pace but then like i had an asthma attack like or i had like a series of like three asthma attacks in a month and then i oh, stopped yeah and since then i was just like I don't know. I'm like, I'm not trying to die on the side of the road. So I stopped yeah. running. But I actually found a gym that's like a parkour gym that, and that's like where all like a lot of b-boys practice that as well. So I think I'm going to sign up for a membership there and give it a whirl yeah. in like come January just because I got to look good for this tux, you know? <laughs> yeah. For, for the wedding that is in June, right? Yeah. Is July? It July? It's the uh, thing is July. Calendar. Yeah, July. My sister's wedding. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as like goal wise, I can, I can say that the the lesson that I've learned for me this year was definitely, um, toning it down, uh, just focusing on one or two kind of increases the probability of success, um, by, I don't know, by tenfolds. I I can't necessarily quantify it. True, true, true. And I, I, I thought about why that was, and I think... I mean, obviously, this is just a theory. It's just that, like, the amount of feedback loop, the, the amount of feedback loops you need to create, like, because you want to constantly check whether or not you're making progress and why mm-hmm. you're making progress and adjust. And if you're trying to do that on a bunch of goals at once, you almost don't have enough time to do that, especially if most of your goals are outside of the work, uh, of the work that you do every day. So, like, the two goals that I was looking at were fitness and classwork. So, the classwork Mm -hmm. one was kind of fit with what my full-time occupation was. So, kind of building up the feedback loops was already in there. But the fitness one, I kind of had to take times outside of my regular schedule to say, okay, why am I not getting to where I want to be? What's stopping me from making dramatic progress in this area versus uh, the other area? And how can I change that? So I think that's maybe one of the reasons, but I don't know, just a theory, obviously. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, hmm. What else happened this year that was amazing or like eventful? Went to Tokyo. First uh, uh, yeah. traveling, like, yeah, first time traveling. Oh, we lost our traveling episode. Man, I'm telling you, we should still re-record it, especially <laughs> after I uh, do this Greece trip. And you went backpacking? 
son. Yeah. No, I, I will say like this. This year's vacation was by far one of the best. Uh, one of the best vacation that I took, and it was a lot of a really good learning experience. Uh, since because I, I we only stayed only in hostels, uh, twenty one days. Uh, hit up six, I think was it, four countries, six different cities. Yeah, and. I think I told you about this. Like one of the things that I was surprised by was that after 10 days, so after I think a solid two weeks, 10 days or two weeks, I woke up feeling like I wanted to go back to work. Dude, I feel that. And I have no clue why. I have no clue why. I think, and when I realized, I was like, well, you're going to have to like, bad go to work for the next two weeks so you 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 better get used to this yeah and i don't I, I i still really did enjoy it though it was that's good really nice really nice trip with me like i don't know with me i'm kind of like a i don't know do you think i'm a workaholic i think i'm a workaholic uh, in the sense that i get bored if i'm not doing something like it's hard for me to do go a week without like coding or something right i'd lose my freaking mind even this next i know i'm going to be on this plane to greece like programming something or building something right i uh, mean I, I i don't know if you're i wouldn't say you're a workaholic you're just um you're always seeking some sort of uh uh call it, some sort of stimulus right whether it be yeah watching reading. a movie texting reading and some something along those lines you're usually always trying to do something yeah. because like as, as as soon as something gets slightly boring right when when i'm around you the first thing you do is like <laughs> pick up your phone and you start scrolling up and down right yep um yeah, me during uh, classes, any single class that we had together. Like as soon as i like started getting bored by what the professor says i'm like i'm a code. <laughs> yeah, i mean uh and it works for you, right? So for me, I'm I'm trying to be the complete opposite, right? Yeah. I'm actually trying to put away my phone more often, which I think I probably credit that with uh, crushing this uh, past final. Yeah. And whatnot. So I don't know. That's just, I guess that's just the way you function. Or that's, from my point of view, that's how I've seen you work. So I don't know if yeah. that's necessarily it's only whenever workaholism yeah. or just... Um, see uh always being stimulated wanting always yeah. to always be stimulated yeah i mean low attention span right also um it's also like i mean it's really only in situations when there's like an external factor like if i'm put in a situation with like somebody else talking or like somebody else talking or a presentation or a meeting but if it's like came down to like studying like in doing like just studying for like an exam or something, I don't really get distracted as easily. It's just like whenever there's like I mean, you have this you have the stimulus in front of you, right? Yeah. So you're it's something that interests you and that's currently challenging you per se yeah. that's in front of you. So I guess so I guess what so I don't I'm not would it be I'm not sure if I would call it that you're distracted per se. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to call it. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. 
dang, how do we get to like my low attention span <laughs> for my short attention span from oh. uh, what were we talking about? Crap. I cannot recall. Backtrack. Short attention span, school. Uh, yeah, I lost I it. I think we're, we're talking about, oh, you're co- you're going to be coding on your way to Greece. Yeah, we're talking about work. Right, missing work after like 10, two weeks. Now I came back to me. Just had to wait. Um, yeah, but I feel that. Uh, I don't. I think even if I became a millionaire, billionaire, I wouldn't stop programming. Like if you say like, I mean the the point of making money is not to stay idle, right? It's not. It's just not to. It's just have passive income, like or like passive income and not have to work like for the rest of your life. Not. I mean not. Not even that. I. Are you I, talking about the simplest form of like getting the salary? No, I, I'm willing to argue that. In the end, it's it's not even it's not even about um, making money or it's not about like making money so you don't have to work later or making passive income. I I thoroughly believe that it's just that's what you enjoy doing. Yeah. Because realistically, probably. If you wanted to be idle, I'm pretty sure that even if I told you right now that I give you a million dollars and you don't do anything, like you don't go back to code, here's what you'll do. You just pick up your computer and go back to coding, right? Yep. (laughs) So it's, I mean, like as far as like money is concerned, like the whole being a billionaire millionaire is not really about the money. It's probably more about the title than anything. Mm -hmm. You're right. Why you always got to read me like a book, man? Uh, because I always look for alternative explanations. You're right. You're right. I take the truth at face value. Well, not the truth. I take information at face value, but I also do look for alternative explanations at time. Yeah, what about this fake news though? You take that fake sun at face value. <laughs> no, see exactly. I can't take that crap at face, at face value. <sighs> Yo, okay. Uh, Quick I mean, side note: as far as like fake news is concerned. So this Facebook thing that they're going to start using a third party to check, uh, to flag the the articles that you see, I personally think that no, I, I don't think that Facebook should be the place that anyone gets their news from. Just plain, just like... You say, sorry, up. repeat that? Cut out for a little bit. No, I'm just saying, so like, Facebook is going to be using a third party to check the source articles or whether or not those sources are being truthful or not. Yeah. And my fear with that is that Facebook is now going to become like a sort of trusted source of information. And Mm -hmm. just to get back to the whole echo chamber uh, argument is that I, I don't think people should be getting their news from Facebook in the first place anymore, just because you only click, what you like or you only you self-select the friends that you have so most likely you're not getting a broad enough view just by being on facebook and so my fear now is because they added a fact checking um ability or that they're going to some people might consider to be like the sort true source of knowledge or source of facts when it could still be facts, but slightly more nuanced toward the arguments and the side that you prefer. 
Yeah. Man. It's, it's, been a, it's been an interesting year. You this said the world is wonder. scary? Yeah, this, like, technology is, like, wild. It's, like, I just want to, like, fast forward to whenever I have a kid and they're in school. And I just want to get their textbook and flip to 2016 and just see what the heck they say about this year. Uh, just wait, man. You're living it. Just trying to take it all in. I am. Next year is going to be interesting. Yeah. The next four years are going to be interesting. True. They are. They are going to be interesting. For for more reasons than um for more reason than just the president elect actually. Yeah. So I, I mean know. one, self driving hmm. cars may be a reality in the next four years. Eh, they're gonna get better. They're not gonna be yeah, a reality. Yeah, I'm like not it. here's the thing though, I'm not gonna sell my car until that that, that bad boy is out of miles. Oh, no, I'm not talking about selling the car. And I'm just talking about self-driving cars in the sense that, like, Uber and Lyft's, like, master plan of getting rid, like, automating, like, driving, right? Like, mm. having an, an, an Uber come up, come to pick you up, but it's driving itself or a Lyft doing the same thing. Or even, like, you know, I don't have a car now, but I'm hoping that my next car is going to be a Tesla. And being able to just have my Tesla, like just park itself or whatever or like parallel park for well cars may be able to parallel park no they park already itself, do that. or like or like they autopilot like it can drive like on the fr- highway or freeway or whatever for you keep your I hands mean, on the wheels y'all don't drive with your hands not on the wheel i mean so ba- based on what i understand from it right that, so there's like different levels of autonomy when it comes to mm-hmm. self-driving cars and so right now, I think they're either at level two or level three, which is yeah. that it's aware enough to do turns and drive in like uh, regular conditions, but they still yep. need human input uh, for conditions that they don't know. And I think yep. so the highest level is like level five autonomy where it actually knows level ninety nine autonomy <laughs> <laughs> where essentially it's going to be like we can actually drive you from point A to point B without requiring a single input from you. And based on what I understand from yeah. that, it's still pretty far away because people are like, they people need to get that absolutely 100% right. So that's still quite uh, some years away. But I think the level of integration that's going to happen in the next few years is going to be uh, quite remarkable. Let's also see where in the next uh, four years how VR develops and. Evolves. Oh, I'm checking out of VR straight up. You're checking out of VR. I'm checking out of it. It's I it's eh. I mean, so I don't play video games personally. So I personally don't play video games. So um, mostly most of the advancement in VR right now. Um, I don't see. They they don't interest me as much. I, that's yeah. the best way to put it. So I'm personally checking. I'm not as excited. I'm really not excited about development of VR. Uh, I haven't tried VR yet, but I think that'd make me sick. To be honest, <laughs> well, actually, no, it wouldn't make me sick. But I don't know. I've tried it. I tried the Samsung Gear VR back in college that? at Hackathon. I mean, it was I. It wasn't anything like too uh, too wild. I think so. I'll I'll get the I'll try to get like a Google Cardboard and just 
test that out with like a YouTube 360 video. Yeah. Uh, and see how that is. But I don't know. I'm, I'm essentially, I am now, I'm turning into an old man right now, really, based on like whenever I see uh, VR, I feel like I'm turning into an old man. I'm like, eh. You are an old man. Remember how you were like, um, you were like, if I had my phone, if I had a, like, you know, like, I don't want a smartphone. I want to get, like, a Nokia, like, brick phone. I am actually, I'm still con- considering that. Next year might be um, the year that I do it. So, my, here's the thing. Here's my ideal phone. My Romeo, ideal phone Romeo. is the communicator. So, if I could essentially go on Android and remove Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. So I can already do that. But just make it so that the only thing that my phone does is send text messages and receive calls. I I think doing that would... Um, I think I would enjoy it. I really would enjoy it. You probably would. Knowing you, you probably would. It's like very uh, simple. I think I would enjoy it. So next year... Since I can get a phone that's just a straight up communicator, um, next year I think I'm gonna get like uh, one of those MP3 players so that I actually don't ever have to take my phone out while I'm at the office, right? So the yeah. main thing I'm gonna be doing is just listening to music on a dedicated single uh, usage device, like single purpose device to listen to music. Yeah, I miss my iPod, man. That, I mean, uh... did you still have it? No, man, I lost it in college. Oh, and you didn't get a new one when they were phasing him out? No. Well, the thing is, I didn't want to get a new one because I had built up that. that You don't understand. I was like seven. like. You didn't back it up, did you? Nah, fam. It was like five. I have, well, actually, I think I did. I have the hard drive somewhere. I have like an external hard drive with my music on it somewhere. But that was like six years of my music curation just gone. I mean, it sounds like you still have a backup, though. So you can get it back. What'd you say? I say you, you still have it, so you can get it back. It's just not gonna be as um, it's not gonna be on uh, on an iPod anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I don't yeah. know. So what what books did you read this this past year that had an impact on that you can remember? Books I read this year that had an impact on me. Um. Uh, shoot. There's one by John Maida that I read. I can't even remember. It's what like was it about? Laws of Design. Laws of Simplicity. Oh, okay. And that book was what spurred me to redesign my website. Um, oh, yeah. Because if you go to my website, com, it's like hella simple. And I took the concepts I learned from that book immediately after reading it to influence my redesign. It talks about, like, um, laws of dis- uh, design, like, reduce... Dang, man, I can't even remember them. I need to really go back and refresh. Like, talking about just reduce, like, it's just not... It's things that you don't necessarily think about, like, um, reducing the size of something can actually help further emphasize it. Like, think of, like, having a lot of big text, text, and then you have, like, a small uh, word in this, like, slew of this huge body of text. Of course, Mm -hmm. that's going, like, even though it seems, like, weird, it's going to, like 
just by reducing that the size of it, you're gonna like draw your attention into it further. And talks about scale and just like just ways of like using like like balancing out simplicity and complexity and like general rules to help you think about it. So I really enjoyed reading that book. Yeah. And I also read a book called Amatora, how uh, like um, how Japan saved fashion or something like that. It talks about how like the whole streetwear or American clothing, actually not even streetwear, but American clothing made its way over to Japan. And it's just like the prepster look, right? Or the Ivy League look, you know, yeah. polo sweaters all like around the neck, tied around the neck like they're going to go out on a boat or golfing mm-hmm. or whatever. And but they talk about it in the context of denim um, before, like the Japanese had to get to denim from United States so- or U.S. soldiers that are stationed there. And they'd buy like the like um, jeans, like the Levi workwear jeans from military surplus stores run by Americans. But as time moved on and America started being more about mass production and less about handmade and quality, and uh, and moved away from just being like quality over uh, quant or like quantity. They were doing more quantity over quality. It sort yeah. of lost that whole original high quality feel that I was known for. But what mm-hmm. happened with the Japanese is that over the years they started taking these um, American jeans and like deconstructing them and studying them, and eventually. like they started making their own jeans that could like be on par or no not even on par with but superior to the quality of levi's in that i remember there's the tv show um how to make it in america where kid cuddy and um i don't remember who the other actor was but they were essentially trying to become uh jean designers by importing japanese denim and making um fresh pair of jeans out of them yep to be honest, Japanese denim is the only like my like the jeans I wear now, mm. all Japanese from Uniqlo. The only thing that are like by Levi's are my joggers, but even then, it's only two pairs of them. The rest are also Japanese. Whenever I went to Tokyo, dude, I dropped like just mad money on clothing there. Like, yeah, no tax. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was on, it was just an enlightening read. I'm just like, wow, it's impressive because it shows like how it evolves and also how America has kind of moved away from this whole, or like, like in some areas moved away from being like, like focused on quality. They don't make them like they used to anymore, you know? So kind of like how the mass production and the need for, um, not necessarily the need for the pressure to get profit margins, profit profit margin. A high yeah. profit margins kind of drove away the craftsman mentality. Yeah, think about it. Like, I don't know if, I, like, for any of the viewers out there, maybe it's just me that has this problem, but I have, like, I had, like, three or four pairs of Levi's that are mm. the same fit, same size, like, you know, the same, like, uh, cut, like the 511s, same size, but all of them, all, every single one of them fit differently from the beginning to... Like, even, like, it wasn't even after watch. Yeah, man, quality control was terrible. Oh, I guess you probably buy, you probably bought all three at once, and then we probably were rotating through them or something like that. No, I bought them at, like, I, I bought two of them at the same time. Then I bought the other two at separate instances, but it's just, like, they all don't fit the same, and it's just weird. I need quality control, man, because I got 
big legs. So like you know, so can't be having like hit or miss jeans. And I've I've had good luck with the five four ones. So yeah, I feel that. Nah, nah. I mean, I I think not a fan of the five elevens. Um, they're actually pretty skinny in the thigh for me. So yeah. I what about you, man? Tell me about a good book that you read this year. Good book that I read. Um, probably not read, but listened to. Oh, the, I've actually slugged through a, a few, a few of them. But the ones, uh, the one that comes to mind right now, as you put me on the spot, is uh, Randy Pausch last lecture. Uh, so mm-hmm. I listened to that a while back. And surprise I listened to Scrum. Scrum, like the project management? Yeah, the project management, like the, the guy who created it, his son uh recorded the audiobook and I was I was really fascinated by the whole how it all came out how it all came out to be. So um I think I tested out I tested Scrum for like two weeks as like to try to see if I could use it as a personal uh, management, time management tool, but um, worked out kind of okay, uh, mm-hmm. but not as well. But I, I did like some of the the stories that he told in there. I think one of them was um, back in the day, I think was Palm, either Palm the company mm-hmm. or the, the people who were making the first uh, handheld device. They discovered that if a if a programmer doesn't fix his bugs as soon as they're discovered, it would take them about six times as long if they waited twenty four hours or more uh, to fix it afterwards. Yeah. Right. And so he talked. He talked a little bit, a little bit about that. He also spoke about how uh, the how the House Scrum borrows from lean manufacturing. Yep. Which I thought was brilliant. Like the story behind it was just fascinating, which kind of drew my interest more into military, um, how military discipline ends up transferring into the business world. And they just like change mm-hmm. names of it and stuff like that. Um, there's a book that I started. So Walter Isaacson's The Innovators. Yeah. I started it, but I could, I didn't finish it because exams uh, were in the way. So that one, I couldn't I couldn't finish it as well. But I'll, I'm, I was really fascinated by it. I think I'm going to continue reading it uh, when I get the chance. And I re I reread um, Deep Work again just because. Uh, I need to read Rework. <laughs> rework. Yeah, I mean, nah. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I mean, rework is a good read. I haven't, I haven't. The last time I read it was in college, and I don't think I felt the need to read it again personally. Yeah. Yeah, but I I reread Deep Work just because I feel like there were some ideas in there that I still wanted uh, to revisit and see how I can incorporate it, incorporate them into my general uh, workflow and whatnot. So yeah, that was a that was a good read for me. There, there's a bunch that I listen nice. didn't keep track of and the one of the things that upset me is that my library app um doesn't keep track of the books i borrow which is kind of upsetting because 
I would like to revisit the ones that I think uh, were awesome. But those yeah. are the few that I remember. That's why I gotta get a Kindle, man. Nah, dog. It's right up to Goodreads, and it's all good. Oh, here's the book that I read that I was really impressed by. Um, you know the guy who writes a Dilbert? Who wrote what? Sorry? Dilbert. Dilbert, the cartoon Dilbert. Yeah. He like... actually has a book called How to... <laughs> Uh, how to fail and still win big, which sounds like an oxymoron, but he kind of yeah. chronicles um, his life up to the point of making Dilbert, and I thought that was really interesting as well. So that one, uh, there's a particular chapter in there that I'm going to reread. I think it's chapter six. Uh, this break talks about like system versus goals, which is going to be interesting to see what he has to say about challenging the idea of goals themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, those are the few that come to the top of my head. And, oh, for the coming year, I got, I think, in the... I bought a few books that I want to read uh, in the coming year. I think the first one is Purple Cow by Seth Godin. So I don't know how that one's going to work out. It's just about marketing of sorts says mm -hmm. like your idea needs to be a purple cow so that it can be um noticed outside of the crowd so i think there might be some good ideas in there that i might want to borrow and it's a pretty short read too i think it's like less than 200 pages and nice. designing your life by dave evans so apparently at stanford there's a guy who teaches a class of called like designing your life really yeah, uh, there was a YouTube talk about it that I watched recently that fascinated me, right? Because I was always, like, my approach to solving issues uh, in my life when they came up was engineering uh, method, right? Which is, what are the variables? Uh, let's figure out all the problems first and kind of, like, trying to solve it. While their approach is more like a designing thinking approach. Where it's just like, let's observe, iterate, test. So it's just like, how do you apply mm -hmm. design thinking to designing a life you enjoy? So that yeah. one's sitting, sitting on my bookshelf, and I intend to read that uh, before I go back to work. Nice, nice. I'm trying to read, uh, what is it? Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance or something like that. I'm oh, trying... I heard about that one. That one is pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying. It's kind of dry, but well, not dry. It's just like boring to me. Yeah. But I'm still gonna give it a read and try and push through it. I gotta try to up the Kindle for the 16 hour plane flight or like travel time. Yeah. But it should be a good time regardless. Oh, I also listened to Modern Romance. Oh yeah. Oh, I read that book. Yeah, I wrote. Yeah, I read that. That was hilarious. That book, that was a good book, man. That I actually enjoyed that book. I mean, he talks about New York pretty well, so I, I, I feel like you might know people who are going. Uh, oh, trust me, dude. That's like the epitome that. of all of my. Uh... Yeah, that's the epitome of all my friends, right? I actually always mention it to be uh, kind of interesting in the sense that, like, I'm glad I'm actually in a long distance relationship while mm. living in New York City. 
just because oh, I'm like already in a rela- relationship here, even though my girlfriend lives uh, back in Texas, because just watching my friends date, I'm just like, this is too stressful. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm stressed for you. And I'm not even dating. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but as far as like recommendation um, on, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I can't really recommend a book, but I would say um, my favorite, uh, I guess like Modern Romance was one of the funnier ones that I listened to. So I was really pretty, pretty pumped about listening to that one. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you're working in software and you are using scrum or you're being told to use scrum having some sort of background on it might help yeah and understand like why some things are done the way they are like i i personally like to listen to the philosophy of it before Mm -hmm. i apply it because then i can kind of like tweak it to my own needs yeah so that would definitely be one that um i'm personally thinking about revisiting Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Hmm. What else? What else? What else you want to talk about? Let's see here. Huh, man. I guess like um any any particular thing that you're looking forward. I mean, so like that's pretty much wraps up the last year in yeah. a very unfocused way. Yeah. Any anything that you're looking particularly looking forward uh, towards next year, or something that you're trying to work on per se? I'm really going to try and be more in shape, or like get back in shape and be more act- physically active in some way, shape, or form. Um, really looking forward to my sister's my older sister's wedding. Nice. Um, and also just um, you know getting to spend time with my um, friends, family, girlfriend, loved ones. That's general. fair. So yeah, looking forward to seeing you. We gotta know we're gonna have to link up soon. I'm not coming to Ohio in the winter, but I'll visit after it stops snowing. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, man. No, dude. Uh, Ohio's pretty nice, man. I I personally like it here. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the pace of life is kind of kind of really it suits me. Yeah, it you're chill. It's very chill. Uh, my my two days in New York just walking around the city kind of like startled startled me in the sense I was just like, where is everybody going? Cause it's just like, just slow down, slow yeah. down. Yep. Yep. I feel, I feel it. And I think for me next year, the, the main thing that I'm going to try to focus on is, uh, execution. Really? That's, that's one of the things that I feel like I haven't, um, I need, I need a little bit of help on or I need to like yeah. focus on to, to hone in. Okay. So this, the main thing with this past year was like, uh, be execution was part of the things that I was trying to, uh, improve, but I kind of did it through the way of be less distracted. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out that being less distracted is not the equivalent of being more focused. It's just less distracted. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to flip that and go go to town on execution and uh, some solid methods on fighting procrastinations for sure. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I think that's the that's going to be like the biggest focus for next year. And as far as like projects and stuff, I don't know. I have a few, but 
Oh, uh, yeah. I've been just coding on every small little thing. So, got a lot of things queued up. You going to get back into hardware? Me? Oh, no. The, the, I think the hardware I'm going to focus on work, uh, hardware at work. And I think as far as, like, being home is concerned, I might just go back to writing a little bit. I have, like, four solid posts in my head that I haven't written down at all. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, at least for, let's say, for the first month, that's one, what's what I'm going to focus on. And, you know, second month, we'll see what happens. Word, word. I feel it. I feel it. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, any particular um, thing? Oh, we didn't even... I guess, no. I don't think I bought anything off of Amazon that I thought was amazing this year. So me nothing... Neither. But for Christmas, my girlfriend got me this amazing pair of, like, underwear. It's, like, the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. What's the brand? MeUndies or Exficio? Or... Actually, I think it may be... I think it may be MeUndies. Hold on. They're based in They're based in uh, Texas. Word? Yeah. Man. I put these things on. I'm just, like... I just wore them for one day. I was just, like, this feels amazing. You can't even tell that it's there. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm going to buy me, like, four more pairs of these. Wait, I'm like, do they come in black? She's like, no, they're just bright colors. I'm like, dang, maybe not. I mean, uh, if we're going into that area of improvement, I brought uh, flushable wipes. That's been a solid improvement. Oh, my God. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows that. I'm the no, same, but, man, but it was cool. Like, you got, like, it's worth it. I was like, it's expensive underwear, but it was just something, like, pretty cool. That's, that, that's like, probably one of the coolest uh, Christmas gifts I've gotten. Oh, nice. No, oh. Yeah. yeah, off of Amazon, I guess, like, the main thing that I really like that I can't recommend enough is socks. I think I Wool socks. Darn. I So, the brand that I got is Darn Tough Socks. And that yeah. thing got me through Europe so well. I only brought four pairs. And I could wear they a don't pair. Smell for four days straight up no smell and i was like this is gold yeah man this oh, is gold i actually locked in my uh amazon prime account really or amazon account really quick to see what i'd purchased but it just reminded me i got a new i got two new watches this year um i got yeah. a seiko snk or a seiko 5 and then i got a seiko um was it 007 like diver watch and they've just been on point it's another japanese brand man and they just make really high quality automatic watches i mean you're probably a japanophile so less a wee bit <laughs> that's fair um i think on that note i think uh i believe we can wrap this up unless yes, you sir. have any anything else to to mention slash note that nah, we have dude it. i'm good yeah, well, it's been another episode of Two Black Nerds. And to all our listeners, we want to thank you uh, for listening to us. It's truly been a, you know, a really nice, wonderful year. I guess we didn't even talk about how this show has changed a little bit, but that's going to be for another time. More, yeah. <laughs> um, so on that note, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Romeo Kuyangana. You can reach me on Twitter at Kuyromeo. That's K-W-I-R-O-M-E-O. And, and yeah, where can they reach you at? You can find me on 
um, Twitter at Kuchu. That's K-W-U-C-H-U. And if you want to talk with us or got anything, you can uh, find us on Twitter at Two Black Nerds, or you can email us at hello at twoblacknerds.com. This has been another episode. Thanks, y'all, for listening in. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. We'll talk to you in the new year. Peace. Peace. Peace.